Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another episode of the Michael Deacon program. First time listeners out there, thanks for finding us. It's nearly impossible to find this organically. Soon everything will be impossible to find organically. We certainly do hope you enjoy your stay. Joining me tonight is Oli Damagard. He's a man of many talents. He's a truth seeker, code breaker and peacemaker. He's dedicated over 35 years to research. Holy Demigard is not only an author and international speaker, but also a very, very talented musician. Oh yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing us into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. Hello to you in the chat room. Those of you on YouTube, and of course, those of you that will listen to the podcast rendition of this program, do appreciate these moments, folks. These could be our last. Oh, yes, it's true. Now, enough of the music. Let's get down to brass taxes, boys and girls, and bring in. Oli, who I believe is patiently waiting right now, he is on hold. What a champ. Let's unmute him here and bring him on the program. Well, hopefully we can unmute Oli here. Uh, Oli, what's going on? How are you, my friend? I'm good, good, good. Uh, How are you, my friend? I'm okay. I'm barely alive. But that means I'm okay. Surviving. But what does that mean, barely alive, physically? Well, with everything going on in the world, I feel like I am barely alive, Oli. Well, it's like they say, it ain't over till it's over. That's what I say. (laughs) Some say these are, in fact, the end times, Oli. So bow down to your new AI gods or face death. Uh, I am not giving any of that any any strength or force by uh, adding... uh, too much uh, negative emotion to it. It is what it is. And it's a matter of at least for me to see, okay, fine. Uh, what can I do 
what do I have to accept that I cannot do and then uh, deal with the only one that I can change, which is myself and then do my absolute utmost to be part of creating an absolute incredible future for all of us. But while being challenged with incoming fire from all different uh, direction and extremely brutal censorship and I don't know everything, it's like a combo of the worst of the worst and the best of the best, the way I see it. So uh, over the years, I've just learned to surf these waves and the waves have just gone bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, now we're in for some big ones, but it's once again, if you get scared, you get really stiff and you can get crushed by the waves. Also, if you face them too much, uh, sort of face on. But if you relax and focus on your inner balance and then start cruising them, then you can start dealing with incredibly big uh, waves without uh, getting hurt. And also, um, you know, Practice your spiritual muscles, your moral mus muscles, and your your real muscles in how to become a better human being and uh, a better fellow human being for the people around you, for your family, for your community, for for your world. And uh, yeah, but not easy. I say this time is not for wusses, That's for sure. Oh yes, I'm not even sure how you can even balance yourself out through all these times right now it is it is when have you seen surfers that take on like uh, oh yeah of course uh, like a hundred a hundred feet wave i don't know how big they are but i mean it looks like a like mount everest is coming down on them they they do it how did they how can they do it did they start with those waves absolutely not they started with small puddles and then a little wave and then a little wave bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger so you have to take it in you know not to get crashed and smashed and uh, by the the weight of and the impact of this type of uh, information it's really brutal for for most of us to start seeing that the world we thought we lived in it's just not it and the world we thought we live in has actually been uh, inverted into an upside down reality where everything we're being told is good is actually bad for us and everything we're being told is bad is actually good for us so in one way when people say the world is absolutely bad no not at all it's just upside down if you can't make any sense of it turn it upside down and suddenly you will see oh my god you know child protecting services Sorry to say it, but it's actually child kidnapping services nowadays. It's, uh, hospitals are actually death houses. I mean, more more people are dying in the hospitals than anywhere else. It's the it's the third leading leading cause to death in the U.S. Are something that went uh, wrong in the hospitals or during uh, due to the to the chemical drugs that they're, they're pushing into us or or the these alleged, uh, well, they call them vaccines, but I have words that are so not um, uh, flattering. But really? Uh, what are those words, Oli? I, I like when you use okay, these uh, naughty words. Those are always fun. No, it's not naughty. It's just, uh, I, would, I would call them um, a weapon of mass destruction, a bioweapon of mass destruction. A, a, what is in them, <clears throat> there's 0 0.00000 things that are good and about 99.9, oh no, not 99, 100% that maybe there's a little, 
salt or water or something like that that is good for you actually but 99.99999 is absolutely lethal for you lethal and i don't say that just because i speculate i say that because i have did had no clue about so many things over the years and what i'm trying to do is get in touch with the best of the best in these different areas to learn from them and so i have it from directly from the inside there's several whistleblowers and incredible human beings that are uh, have the knowledge and have had the guts to stand up and actually share the truth and that is a scary one so yeah if somebody got close to my family or myself with one of these needles i tell you i would fight them like it would be a machine gun it would be the same level of danger in my world my god and only how long have you been researching it says over 35 years but when did it really begin for you <laughs> It's actually 43. I remember the exact night. It was 1980. Oh, God, I sound like some kind of... Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was one night in 1980. I was in Stockholm. At that time, I had no idea about uh, anything. Uh, not. On, I mean, I thought I, I knew history. I was very much into history. I was very much into the historical Wild West, the Second World War. These types of I mean, I swallowed all type of uh, books and documentaries. And so I thought I am very well informed in many different areas. And then I remember I was working as a journalist at the time. Uh, I just started uh, and uh, then I saw a documentary of the JFK assassination. And that is the first time I saw the so-called Zapruder film where you see the final headshot hitting Kennedy in the head and throwing his head back and to the left. And so when the when the voiceover said and the shooter was behind him up sixth floor in a tech in the Texas school book depository, I just knew that is just so not true. That is absolute bullshit. That is not true. I don't know what the truth is, but I mean it only takes like normal physics or from a brown logic if I throw a snowball at you, Michael, your head and I hit you in the head, your head will will be pushed It'll back, back in the opposite yeah. direction from where the force came from. So very apparently, or very apparent, there were, must have been somebody from the front and to the right firing the fire the final shot. And uh, so it was that exact shot that got me started because I could not for my life understand how could heavyweight people, Pulitzer Prize winning journalists, uh, what they call themselves, journalists and Dan Rather and, and all of these experts and, and uh, documentary makers, all of them pointed to the official story that this long guy Oswald was up there and that he did it. And I was just, it took me like 18 seconds saying, no, he did not. Or maybe, but there was somebody else to the front and to the right. That I can guarantee. So it was the whole lying thing because I felt, why would they lie? It doesn't make any sense that these news anchors and, and documentary makers and investigations and commissions, why would they lie? I don't understand. That was the thing that got me started. And it's taken me now 43 years to go full circle uh, I've spent, I don't know how many thousands and thousands and thousands of hours on the JFK assassination, MLK assassination, Robert Kennedy assassination, Ola Palma assassination, Bobby, uh, John Lennon assassination, Mar um, 
Lady Di assassination, Marilyn Monroe assassination. You, I mean, even Bob Marley, that most people are not aware of, that he actually indirectly got murdered. And this has taken me around the world. I've been uh, speaking in 16 countries, I think, around the world. I've been interviewed more than 1,100 times on international media. I've had millions and millions of uh, listeners. So it's taking me into this w very dark right. world of assassinations, alleged terror attacks, alleged mass shootings. And it was that single shot that got me started because it just made absolutely no sense. And I, I'm a very simple-minded individual. One plus one equals two. That's it. That is it. The truth is always there. It can be very hard to find, but it's there. It's covered often with lies and, and uh, cover-ups and where you know, distractions, everything, the it's still there. It's underneath all of this crap. That It's just a matter of finding it. So when somebody steps forward, it doesn't matter who they are, if it's NIST or the, this exp expert or this whatever, you know, with a long title and an impressive name yeah. and good lighting and great camera lenses and it looks really professional and they say one plus one equals 34. I know that is absolute bullshit on steroids. So the question is not one plus one equals 34. It's that as well. But you have to say, why is this guy lying? I mean, somebody must have somebody must be controlling him for some reason because it doesn't match up because many of these people have no direct connection to the crime and then i started seeing the exact same pattern being repeated over and over again in many different cases so i started seeing a very clear pattern of how these if we go to assassinations it's very similar with false flag operations as well the setup, how they distract the population, how a few or a, a secret power structure in the, in the background, how if they have a problem, like a person or somebody else that they want eliminated, how do they do it? It's a psychological operation on how to divert the attention of the public away mm -hmm. so that they can get rid of this in the, uh, individual through assassination or, or whatever, blame it on a patsy, put in their own investigation, followed by their own commissions, all of them part of the crime to cover it up, cover it, cover it up. And, and over the years, I started seeing more and more. I was, many of these cases I actually connected. I had no idea whatsoever that there was a connection between them. But then when I started seeing these very clear patterns of how, how it's done step by step by step, uh, that which m made me even uh, able to predict some of these steps in other cases, which showed that I'm not, this is actually happening. It's just not me making it up. It's actually happening when I can predict stuff. And uh, I mean, I'm at a point where my last name has actually become a verb for this uncanny ability, um, what do you call it, ability to predict and even stop alleged false flag operations and uh, alleged uh, terror attack, alleged mass shootings up to two months before they actually happen. So I want to go back because right now, after 43 years of blood, sweat and tears where I've had people murdered around me, I've been shot myself, I almost hit by cars, they've been uh, death threats, all kinds, but also meeting incredible people along right. the way, absolutely stunning individuals. 
I am now full circle because I'm in direct uh, communication with the uh, individual that actually fired the shot from behind that picket fence, uh, which is absolutely amazing. And uh, it's like full circle, very odd, very odd feeling. But uh, with an individual that used to be a monster, then uh, Jesus came to him in his cell twice. And after that, his life changed. And he, for no benefit on himself, he stepped forward. It's a, uh, quite a complicated uh, the, the way it happened. But he stepped forward telling the absolute truth about what he had been part of with uh, no zero, zero, zero gain for himself and absolutely everything to lose. Still being brutally honest in great, great detail. So I... I completely, I don't know what you say, do not accept the things he did before, including the final headshot, which for him was just another day at the office. It was like he said, it was like taking out the garbage. Uh, but I really want to honor his, his incredible bravery and honesty and stamina to stand up and, and talk about these things because it's put him in a really, really dangerous situation where a lot of forces are trying to shut him down. And also among other fellow researchers, they, they, don't, they, they don't even want to look at what he's saying because it doesn't fit into their jigsaw puzzle. I tell you, if you do not open the door for um, the, what he is talking about, you won't understand what actually went down that day. So I absolutely honor James F. Files, uh, no, not F, but James Files or Jimmy, for this incredible backbone. And yeah, I'm I'm very much uh, I'm so impressed of him and also his wife uh, Pamela, who's who's really been supporting him, uh, especially the last few years in prison. And then they got married when he got out in 2016. So it it was so weird because like in 2016. I got a friend's request uh, on Facebook. It was somebody called David Armstrong. And uh, I've been a speaker three times in Dallas. I've been, uh, uh, yeah, I, I was rep asked to represent the people of Europe at the Silent Minute in Dili Plaza. Interesting. Okay. And so I've, I've really, I've, I've done, I don't know how many interviews uh, about uh, the JFK. I'm a close friend to... E. Howard Hunt's son, uh, St. John, a close friend of Oswald's mistress, uh, uh, Judith Berry Baker. I know the Babushka lady very well. I mean, it's like I've really gone into the center of this whole thing. And then I got this friend's request from somebody called uh, uh, David Armstrong. And when I looked at it, I was just like, oh, my God, that's that's Jimmy Files. That's the guy. Are, are you going to be interviewing him anytime? He is not in good health. And okay. I re I'm really trying to, he said yes to an interview. I'm, I'm really trying to do it, uh, to get it there. I got an email just a few minutes before we started this show. His eyes are really bad and he's not in good health at, at all. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, I want to say with, uh, with David Armstrong is that, the, he, I mean, he, he looked so much like Jimmy Files and then when I saw he, he, he had, uh, it seemed like it, it was just when he was released from prison. And so there were photos, he had taken photos of himself in Chicago 
in one place, one of the places he did was at the Harlow Grill in Chicago, which was the grill that he was in when he was contracted for the the assassination. So I thought, it it's Jimmy. So I wrote, you know, is that you, Jimmy? Because his name was officially David Armstrong. Right, right. And then I, I just got back, yes. I thought, oh, my God. So I started Small in world. 2016. Uh, I, I started communicating with him in 2016. And uh, so I was able to ask some very specific questions to make sure that it was him uh, about different things that I've been wondering about. And in the end, I even got a donation of $100, which was like also very, very odd to get that from the man who actually blew Kennedy's head off. Yeah, that's a little, um, So it's pretty dark. It's very dark. And the other side of the coin is that now I'm dealing with this former monster, but also with an incredible, incredible strength and uh, how he stands in, in this truth that is, uh, so I really want to back him to when it comes to getting his story out there. That's a pretty wide yeah. information to, yeah. to the world because it's, it's a major piece of the puzzle. And over the years, I've known about him since 94, I think, when he was interviewed in, uh, in prison by um, a, a, a guy, a Dutch guy called Lim Dankbar that uh, looked me up in Holland when I was talking there and gave me a book. Uh, up until then, n never heard of him, never. It didn't uh, make any sense to start with. And then the other guy that interviewed him in prison was a friend that, uh, of mine that I really loved. Uh, his name was uh, Jim Morrison. I don't know if you've been in the JFK. Oh, yeah. Um, well, absolutely. Jim is a heavyweight, and he was just the best of the best. I met him in Dallas. Oh, my God. Both Kim and I, my sweetheart Kim, and I, we loved him. And he invited us to his place. I was going to do an interview, and then he dies. Really sad. And Jimmy Files claims that he did not die naturally. So, anyway, uh, interesting times for sure. Very interesting times. And one of our fellow friends and Jim Fetzer, it was almost his end of days. He went under the knife, by the way. Yeah, he uh, did indeed. Yes, and he's fine now. I'm happy to hear that. Jim, Jim, I mean, we've done, I've done, I don't know, maybe 50, 100 shows together with Jim. Met him. He was also in Dallas, so I met him there for the first time in person. He is one of the people that have not even looked into Jim Jim's files. I don't understand it, but for some reason, they just don't, and uh, I don't get it. So yeah, it's very strange. Gives, it's I don't I don't understand it when we, when so many of us are so interested in this case because it was not only an assassination; it was a I would almost say it's, it was like a global coup d'état, just like the first step where the second major step was 9-11 and then the third major step was the, the COVID operation. So this is why these, uh, this event is so important because the same forces, I would claim, that took Kennedy out and are the same forces that got rid of uh, MLK, uh, Malcolm X, uh, Robert Kennedy, many, many others internationally that have been standing up against them. And are, they are the same, it's the same power structure to this very day that is trying to really, really mess with us. So that's why I yeah. really <clears throat> think we, we, we need to make it transparent so that we see what actually happened that day, who did it, who benefited, and what are they up to now? 
And do you trust any active or former acting president of the United States who ever promised releasing any files on JFK and 9-11? Do you ever trust anyone who mentions things like that to the press? That's an absolutely zero. I mean, it's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And it's, uh, yeah, what, what, do, what do people want to hear? This is what they want to hear. Okay, we're going to throw them a bone. Why they don't release it? It's because they're they're covering their butt. You know, when it's very often they say, and this is an international pattern, something goes down, there's this big assassination, this conspiracy, okay, followed by a secondary conspiracy of silence. Silence, just like anyone like myself who's, you know, trying to get to it are met with this invisible glass wall where you, you just can't get to it. And the people that should step forward that are in positions in governments and um, uh, police force and uh, whatever, you know, FBI and whatever they want to call themselves, that should do their work are doing the exact opposite. They're, they're looking away from what actually happened. All real evidence is overlooked. All manufactured uh, evidence pointing to a specific target, like a, a specific patsy, alone crazy individuals most of the time or a fanatic, that one, they build a mountain around nothing. So when when they say uh, for national security, it means absolutely the opposite. It's to cover their own butt, uh, the people that were involved. And so often you have like, oh, we're not going to release anything for the next 70 years. What does that mean? It means that by then, for sure, they will be six feet under. That's the, that's the only thing for the 70 years. I say release all of it. And when they release, okay, look, look at this one, Michael. We have... For instance, uh, what was it, a year or two ago, they released 2,000 or 20,000 new documents that oh, yeah. have been, yeah, that, that have been uh, you know, top secret so that we couldn't, they couldn't uh, share it with us for some 20 or uh, 50 odd years, okay? So that means in my world that what every single document released at that time should be very explosive, like incredible information. I agree. Yeah. So I have been going through every single document. Wake me up. I'm falling asleep. There's like bus tickets for some agent that went to Las Vegas and then to Laredo. It has nothing to do with the case. It's like this. It's like that. Absolute no substance. Absolute no substance. No substance. No substance. Maybe a little. That's a rumor over there. Oh, my God, wake me up. And then suddenly in all of this, there's some golden nuggets. But I mean, we're talking like 3%, 2%. Like three sentences, yeah, out of uh, so why, 400 pages. So why or why was 98%, uh, you know, not released to the public? Because it's absolutely nothing. Because what they're giving us is a, it's a big pile of documents meaning nothing but they've thrown us a bone saying now shut up back off for another 10 years uh, we throw you another stack of documents that means more or less nothing a big Heavily pile sensitive. of crap yeah yeah it it so have i got any confidence when it comes to politicians presidents all of these that said no we're going to absolutely zero because it's not happening from there we have to do it we have to and also Please understand, these operations on that level was never documented from the inside. Very, very little is on paper for a very specific reason. 
not to be discovered. So, and the things that were of value, most of it has gone through shredders, you know, that out the window. <clears throat> and so what we are left with are these tiny, tiny, small little pieces of the puzzle that might, might help a little here and there. But come on, who's ever in power, release all of it. If you have nothing to, to hide, if, if you have nothing and you call it national security, national security would be transparency. Let the people know what happened. But no, 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 not, not at all. Going on. That's the sad part. You know, we got to wait 20, 40 years before we get anything. And even no, when we I get anything, it, it's no, it's nonsense. That, no, that is absolutely not what we should do. We should not no, I wait. Agree, yes. We should get going for it right now. <laughs> it's been 50 years, but it's the same with 9-11. It's the same with many, many assassinations. Martin Luther King, Robert, I mean, with RFK. Sirhan Sirhan is still in jail for something that he did not do. I mean, we're just letting these innocent people rot away while we are busy eating pizza and, and picking our belly button, you know, not okay. Sure, yeah. Not okay. Yeah, that's the problem with most of America. Um, only, uh, unfortunately, here in my country, everyone believes there's going to be some sort of magical savior that's going to come in, save the nation. And But there is... There is a magical savior. Who? The one you've been waiting for. Santa Claus. It's you. It's me. No, it's you. It's you. Whoever you are out there, the one you've been waiting for is you. Get off your butt, off the sofa, and follow your heart. It's scary as hell. Ask me. I'm very scared sometimes. But it's the thing to do. The one you've been waiting for is you. Stop whining, start shining, and get going. That's always great advice in my opinion, but one of the reasons why I was asking you these questions in terms of believing in a false messiah of sorts is that most of these presidents, no matter what country, they always give you these false promises of uh, either releasing this or releasing that. Uh, for instance, a great example was just uh, former President Donald Trump, who I, I like because I like chaos. I won't lie to you. Sometimes, I mean, not every time. But part of me enjoys watching and, and laughing of the uh, the circus of what politics is in America. I enjoy a good laugh. I'm guilty of it. However, he was promising a, a lot of empty promises with 9-11 and JFK. Nothing ever uh, came to fruition. And uh, sadly, he's not going to be the last one to make up these things and give us a quote-unquote hope of sorts. I think in total, I listened maybe three and a half minutes to dear Mr. Donald with a hairdo. Uh, that's, that's a lot more than I've listened to the unelected President Biden. And I mean, when you look at, when you start understanding how the game is played, you will see that these front figures, Trump is somebody that could be out of the game because he was so loaded by himself. So he didn't need people. Uh, so much to get into a position of being elected. But otherwise than that, they're just different puppets, different fingers of the same hidden hand. Pretty much. That it doesn't, it does, no, not pretty much, all of them. So it's, it's, not a, it's not a matter of who, it doesn't matter who you choose because all the fingers are connected to one hand that is controlled by me behind the scenes, the one pulling the strings. So, <clears throat> so this whole theater, do you know the world government, what, what does that mean? 
It's Latin. It means governmente, control the mind. It's in your face. The word government means mind control. I mean, how much do you need to add to that before you start like, what? Oh, they're here to serve us. You you are the servant of the people. That is so not true. It's the, They're there as an illusion as servants of the people. Yeah, but we pay their, we pay their wages. No, they're, they are paid behind the scenes by the hidden agenda a lot more than your tax money. Your tax money is going straight into a lot of bad stuff aimed at you, among others. So the logic is like, why are we uh, why are we still in this game why are we why? still rooting uh, for your, any of these people i i, I agree many, with you yeah but it's michael like for, for instance if i said michael let's meet for a coffee next thursday 12 yeah. o'clock at cafe oprah okay so i go there 12 o'clock no michael so after an, you know like half an hour i leave and i think what the hell something must have happened i call you no not at all you went pl playing ping pong or whatever so I said, okay, fine. We we decide a new one, Thursday, 12 o'clock. I'm there. You don't appear. I'm like, come on. Third time, same thing. Come on, Michael. How many times does it take before I feel, I can't trust Michael. I like him, but I so, I mean, he's not trustworthy. I mean, what he says doesn't count. So you say, I will thank you so much. I will not, I don't want to be your friend anymore because it's just painful. That's in personal relationship when it comes to politics and and politicians and prime ministers and uh, how many times we do you have to see them say one thing and do another before you start thinking maybe i shouldn't really put so much focus on this dude because he is so not trustworthy and by the way who is financing this guy because how come that they're so loaded these people you know, where does this money come from? Well, is it our wages and tax money? No, that doesn't match up at all the way they're living because they're fund, funded from other sources, hidden sources. So I say, if politicians should be there, I don't know what system, I'm not interested in politics at all, but if they have to be there, at least make it mandatory that they show their sponsors, just like Formula One drivers, so you can see, okay, this guy is funded by Dunlop or whatever, you know, you see, okay, then you can make, a, a, that's transparency for you, and then you can decide, do I want to see, he's part of the Bilderberg Group, the Council, Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, the Committee of 300, can I trust him? Uh, 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 I don't think so. Probably not. But but then at least you know, that's why I, I trust mafia people or Hells Angels a lot more than politicians and these players because at least with Hells Angels, they say it's the road to hell on their back. Hells Angels will kick your ass, but we're nice guys with nice dudes with beer, beard uh, and so on. But you know who they are. They right? don't hide. They don't. They don't. You know. <laughs> That's but pretty funny. These other sleaze bags are really tricky ones. They're really, really, very tricky. And nowadays, when, when absolute millions are being pumped into the psychological warfare against us, when it comes to manipulation, psychological propaganda, it's unbelievable what is hitting us through media. And the deception is on a level that is just way, way up there. So I would suggest get out. Get out of this 
brain spell uh, or or haze or I don't know what to call it. One way out, it's actually amazing because you have the button for this uh, freedom release. It's on your remote. It's normally red and it says off. Off, right. Off. <laughs> yes. You, you click that magic button and something happens. This black screen in front of you that, that is called smart, which is misspelled because it's actually E-V-I-L is the correct spelling of all smart devices. Anyway, it goes dead. And, and first you're like, oh, what happened? You start having withdrawals, maybe some shakings. Maybe you're starting looking for food or drugs or alcohol to substitute it. But after a while, you have this strange feeling of, I'm starting to feel better. Well, maybe it's because that screen in front of you may be a laptop or a TV or a phone. It's like an opening to a sewage, absolute sewage of information that is coming from somewhere that we don't even know. Who controls this digital information that is being pushed in your face? That's the one. Turn it off. Turn it off. Take a step back. Take a step into nature. What you know? Get back and balance. Hug a tree. Hug a cat. Hug a cup. Whatever works for you. Listen to music. Take a walk on the beach and get back and balance. And then start seeing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's something really strange going on. Then turn it upside down. See the inversion. Exactly. You know, like a negative. In the old days, it's what is light is black. What is black is light. Just like uh, they say. That's the, the, the world of the CIA. You're behind the mirror. You have to get past this, this illusion, this optical illusion of life. And then you start saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is actually starting to make a lot of sense. And the people that are there serving you, sorry, it's the exact opposite way. They're robbing you. The ones that are there in government, they're actually there to do the exact opposite. The military is no longer there to protect you. They're there to control you. Same with the police. What the hell is going on? The hospitals have become this, uh, these horrible places. Natural medicine, all of the things that is connected to nature and, and old wisdom and Ayurveda and all of these things are being banned. This, I, I take it, you know, it's perfect. It's the opposite psychology if they try to ban something i'm really looking into it like thank you so much for pointing that out i didn't know that cinema was so good vitamins let's ban them vita stands for life i don't think so what are you up to do you know colloidal silver ban 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 okay maybe look into this people like myself ban 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 maybe they have something of value so turn it around upside down turn twist it back and just see, whoa, I'm going to have a look at this and my life and see if I'm in any way, form or shape a part of this machine that has been totally compartmentalized so that no one really understands what this machine is actually doing to themselves and to the rest of us. And then if they see that they're part of this very dark agenda, get out, get out. People say, yep. Yeah, but it's my pension. I, I, I have the, yeah. If you don't get your butt out, it's going down. It is going down and it's going to be against us. So turn it around, become part of life and be, become part of the solution. And just be part of creating an incredible future for all of us. I agree. But here in America, as you know, Oli very well, we basically are a culture driven by fear. 
unfortunately. Join the rest of the world. What else is new? What is fear? Fear, I, it's really interesting because when you actually look at fear, it's always connected to the future. It's never about what it's ha has happened. It is always connected to the future, to something that has not yet happened. So when you, and it's only in your mind as well. So when you look at it, is fear even real? It's just an emotion that is pure speculation about the future, about something that has not yet happened. So why are we giving it so much power? Many people are being controlled by fear. I mean, I think I've been more scared than most people doing what I have. I'm still moving on. Because after a while, fear is something that you can learn to deal with because it's in your mind. It's only in your mind. So that voice, you, it's like Raj Yoga, they talk about the mind is like a drunken monkey stung by bees, bees high on acid. If you don't control your mind, it will control you and it's capable of anything. So just like a rodeo horse, get on the back and start pulling the reins. Learn to control it so that it becomes your servant instead of you being its slave. A I lot like of the, um, the so-called war should be fought in your head, I think, not out outside you, inside you. So that and once you start making peace inside you, then you can be part of a peaceful uh, future yeah. on the outside. Oh, I agree with you. I have always said that the only war worth winning is the one inside your head. Yeah, I mean, I really like when it's peace on the outside as well. But if you're chaotic inside, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is on the outside. That's pure hell out there as well. And and if you look at it, if you look out, instead of looking on all of this information being pumped at you, when you look out the window, most of us live in places that are absolutely gorgeous. Nature is an unbelievable, miraculous mechanism that, I mean, I don't think a lot of us understand. We, we so-called scientists, they, they poke at something and they see a reaction over there to the left and they say, oh, that's science, poke there and something happens over there. But what is life, things like that? Nobody has a clue. Uh, you know, all of these miracles, it's, we're surrounded by this whole thing and we're in a, in a meat suit that is absolutely incredible, to, that can repair itself and it can do all kinds of stuff and all of these sensations. If you start seeing life as, a, as an absolute adventure, including wonderful things like traumas and horrible things and drama and romance and, and joy and laughter and sadness and sorrow, it's an incredible roller coaster ride that I believe that we on a spiritual level have signed up to. So we would be bored to tears had it not been for some drama, some trauma. You add some spice to that. Sure. That's what and, life's all and about. We enjoy it, but we, yeah. as long as you see yourself as a victim, you're powerless. Once you start seeing, wait a second, okay, I have this collection of traumas that I've, I've uh, added to my stash uh, on this journey. What if I turn it around and see, can I learn something from it? I, I have a lot of traumas in my life and PTSD and I don't know everything, but I, what it's taught me, I mean, I used to be a super victim. I tell you that. I know that one. But people get really tired of listening to you after a while. So the whining had to stop. And then I started seeing, 
has it brought me anything good? And the thing, the good thing is that I, I really understand a lot of people when they go through hardships because I've been there, I felt it, and then, then my understanding and my compassion for the one that is going through it now is so much bigger than if I had no idea what they were talking about. So these hardships we go through can really become a blessing. And many parts of life is a boot camp. This is not, you know, a Hollywood version. Yeah, let's be happy forever after. Sorry, we're here to evolve as spiritual uh, beings on a street level, going through all kinds of challenges, just like in a computer game. And without the challenges, I think we would be bored to tears again. So we need this. We need it to spice it up. It's like watching a Batman movie without the Joker. What would that be? It would be like some transgender guy in a weird outfit driving around in a strange car in Gotham <laughs> City up up and down the streets, up and down the streets. Oh, my God, just another day, boring day at the office, nothing happening. At the Joker, suddenly you have drama and we're drawn to moth like, like to a flame to see these dramas because we love them. We there are all of these these possibilities to to add anything. Some people know, just when, love drama in general. And they just sure want conflict. Do. I mean, not really. That's so not true. Mark. I like drama I with other people, but not with my uh, with myself. I mean, who does? That's true. That's yeah. True. We, we want to point at others. Saying, okay, oh, okay, yeah. God, how may, Absolutely. Why do you think? Why do you think this reality TV is so, <laughs> yeah, of course. Is so popular? Because people can point and, and say, oh, my God, they're so much more messed up than I am. Right. You know? But the thing is, we're part of it. It's your life. It's your experience. It's up to you. What do you want to do with it? You want to become an absolute victim and a wuss and, a, and whatever or a horrible individual. Or you can go like James Files. You can be a, become an assassin. You kill someone. I can yeah, I mean, it's very easy. We have all of these options. I have not here. I'm in Bali. I have a knife in the kitchen. There's people outside the house. I could, within the next 15 minutes, if I wanted to, become the worst serial killer ever on yeah, Bali. Yeah, you could. You go stab but someone. It's very easy. I've got all the assets. I've got the possibilities. I could do it. But something I choose not to because it's it's a path I do not cho choose. You know, I want to go a different way. I want a different future. I want a beautiful, incredible, completely balanced uh, paradise for all of us. Equality. All, I want it all. I want a paradise on earth. And that's my intention. Is it going to happen? I have no idea. Am I going to do my utmost? Absolutely. If I succeed, wonderful for all of us. If I fail, who knows? At least I did my best. Absolutely. Well, Oli, I'm glad that you're not stabbing anyone um, anywhere. Nope. I'm glad. Yes, I'm glad that's not inside of you. People that uh, do that sort of thing, they um, but Michael, are not wired sorry. correctly. Sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. Go ahead. So, so here I am. I don't step on ants. I don't kick dogs. I really try to treat everything with respect. And so, so why am I being shot at? Why am I being threatened? Why am I being heavily censored? I mean, my sweetheart Kim and I, we just put up a, 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 a new version of what we call Sofa Talks. We dur During lockdown in Spain, we did about 200 episodes day by day what happened while we were 
locked in in Spain because we had no idea where the world was taking us. Right, you know? right. So we did like a video diary that then started to spread around the world. And we had uh, people from commenting from all over where they were sitting in their own houses being locked in, scared. So we were sort of holding each other's hand. So we did a couple of hundred episodes there. Then things calmed down. Now we're doing it again here from Bali. And uh, we did three episodes, three of three episodes we've done so far. We call it Sofa Talks 2.0. And uh, then I was going to upload uh, episode number four. And YouTube had given me two, us two strikes, two strikes. We're not talking about anything, but it's my name. I think two strikes on four videos. I mean, come on. And you How are is that even possible? So I can't upload now for another eight, nine days or whatever. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, but I mean, my YouTube channel, my official with hundreds of thousands of subscribers, that was deleted uh, some years ago. My Vimeo account was uh, even Patreon, a patron that was a major part of our income. Patreon that is supposed to be a platform. They got rid of you. Like, yeah, I got, I got really? a mail saying you have uh, three interviews on your website, not on the platform, not on Patreon, but on my website. It was my a film testimonial I did done to the Corona Investigative Committee. It's a which is a committee of of uh, about a, I think about a hundred international lawyers that are really going for it in the Corona thing, taking Fauci and Gates and these people to court. And you got in trouble so, for that. That and then an interview I had um, interviewed Rainer Fulmich, who's the head of, the, of that Corona Investigative Committee. Yeah. Two of his interviews that I were part of and my Patreon wanted me to take that away from my website, my website. And that's a segue, lightonconspiracies.com. Lightonconspiracies.com. So, Go there now, boys and girls, uh, to find out more about Oli. So Patreon said, take it away or we'll shut you down. I was like, what? That is like 1984. What is happening? So I was first thinking, I'm going to dodge the bullet. I'm going to make these different ones that they pinpoint inactive because we really needed the income. But then my sweetheart, Kim, she just said, absolutely no way. Tomorrow they're going to try and decide what kind of color underwear you're wearing. I mean, we cannot. <laughs> right. So, so we just said, we're not doing you're it. You're not and doing they it. Shut us, they shut us down and we lost a major part of our income. Oh, shit. So, okay. I see. Yeah. It's take, it took us three, four, five years to build that whole thing up and it was shut down overnight. Because we did not uh, bend over. You didn't bow. Pull. No, because like, what is that? What is that? It's it's bizarre. I a year ago I checked my name. There was 1.8 million hits on my name because I've been busy, busy, busy over the years doing my utmost. Now, if you go to to Google, it's uh, uh, it was not 19,000. It it varies like 19 up to 50,000 depending on what day. From 1.8 million to 19,000, what on earth? And it went like, boom. And it's not only me. So many, 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 many researchers and, and, and uh, people reporting on what actually happened, trying to suss out what actually happened, are just being shut down. And then Bing, the same thing, uh, because I thought for a while there, Bing might be the way to go because I checked my name. It's a good bar uh, barometer. Uh, there was 1.2 million views, uh, and then overnight, boom, it went down to 50. That's like 94%, 94.7% 94 
gone. It's just gone. And uh, yeah, that's the problem, though. That's the problem with what's going on right now. The uh, potential dangers of blindly accepting narratives provided by AI and yeah. it's AI powered platinum uh, platforms like search engines like Google, basically. And there's a few other ones, like you mentioned, being they are all AI manufactured, all the algorithms. So they pick up your name and then they automatically delete you yeah. or shadow ban you. So this is why we started to put my name on images and so on, because then if it's part of the image, it's, it, the algorithms won't find find it. Then, uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. I want to talk about Twitter. Uh, do you know now, dear Mr. Elon Musk, who is a warning for everything he's doing himself, and we're still buying it, uh, interesting. What's he talking about now? The last I heard from Elon Musk, he was wanting to fight with... Um, Zuckerberg. Yeah, I I don't listen. To I don't him listen to either. them either. Yeah, I don't care no. for neither one of them. No, but here we have an individual where many people are listening, and so uh, I just find it interesting when when things he says is one direction. He's warning about AI. He's warning about connecting up to uh, getting the whole world being connected. He's warning yeah. about chipping. He's warning about that. And then he's like, that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, himself, his chip. companies, his right. all of that. So I think, well, here's a finger for you. You can't see them, but there's like two fingers in the air and you can uh, imagine what fingers they are. I mean, doesn't make any sense. I do not trust him at all. So this guy, in the name of free speech, buys Twitter. Interesting. So what does that mean? Suddenly people say, well, I'm going from to Twitter because there I can express my free will and my free speech and all of this. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Excellent. Yep, for sure. Now, I want to tell you a story because once upon a time, there was a country called Iran or Iran. And there you had uh, an emperor called the Shah. The Shah was being... Uh, saluted all over the world because he was in his peacock throne and uh, beautiful wife and all of these things very rich and uh, so uh, but people living in uh, Iran was being tormented by his secret police the Salak it was a it was a um, it was a dictatorship like a what do you call it um, a covid transparent uh, you know, dictatorship very brutal behind the scenes and um, also, this, uh, the Shah, who had been put in power through the CIA, they got rid of the Mossadegh and the chosen leader of the country, put uh, uh, the Shah on the throne. When in 1973, when the big oil embargo was there, suddenly the Shah uh, went against everyone else. Instead of being a puppet, he started uh, a puppet. He started uh, making absolute billions and became extremely powerful and used a lot of the new one finances to arm himself as a nation. So I think um, Iran was the fourth strongest uh, military nation in the world. So, I mean, big guns, big muscles, all of that. So anyway, in 79, 78, 79, the CAA and other forces just thought, well, this guy is getting out of control. We need to stop him. So they started indirectly, covertly uh, pushing and funding a guy called Khomeini, an Ayatollah called Khomeini. I don't even know if Khomeini was aware of that he was being 
supported by these forces. He was in exile in Iraq at the, at the time, then moved to Paris. And from there, he was leading the resistance against the Shah. And this culminated in what is called the, the Iranian Revolution. So in the end, boom, even though the Shah tried everything, including tanks and helicopters and machine guns trying to uh, kill as many as possible, he had to leave. And so out with the Shah, boom, in with Khomeini. So during the Shah era, please see the similarities. During the Shah era, nobody could speak openly. Everybody was hiding. Everybody was whispering. Everybody was paranoid because there was this uh, uh, inform informer system put in part where nobody knew who they could trust. And then Khomeini came in and everybody was dancing in the street. They were singing. They were so happy. Everybody was stepping forward. And for six months, everybody thought, we have created paradise. We did the impossible thing. We threw out the, the Shah, the biggest army, blah, blah, blah. We managed to do that, even though it cost us dearly and blood, sweat and tears. And now we have freedom. And so for six months, all of these uh, underground groups step, came for up, you know, up in the open. They were talking, you know, in the parks. They were, uh, you know, openly showing their political views and all of these things. But what they did not know was that uh, when Khomeini, Ayatollah Khomeini, came into power, what he did with the secret police, the Savak that uh, used to be uh, working under the Shah, he said, you got two options. Either you work for me or it's chop, chop, head off, chop time. You know. So many of the Savaks, they said, well, of course, we'll work for you. So without the people knowing it, this whole system, the secret police was still in, in, in power. They were still there. And so when everybody stepped forward and started speaking openly, everything was registered. So the future resistance was being mapped without them knowing it. And then one day after six months, overnight, suddenly, boom, mass arrest in the thousands where people were being brought to underground prisons, not only the people, uh, sort of the freedom fighter, but also the family, the friends, all of the future uh, possible enemies were being taken to these prisons and mass executions and all horror, horror, horror. And the Iranian people went from being in a very difficult situation with the Shah, then an illusion of freedom into an even worse situation afterwards, which have taken them, or they, I mean, they're still in the grip of this, uh, this power. But look at the psychological operation that happened there, an, a platform for free speech for six months, and then the cage closed. What is, what is happening here? We have heavy censorship, YouTube, Google, okay, suddenly Bing opens up, and to start with, it was not so heavily censored. Bing, who's Bing? It's Microsoft. You got Kill Bill Gates there. These in, these players, these are not like neutral players. They are heavyweight, really bad dudes. Oh, yeah. And then, and then you have Elon Musk that said, I'm going to look at Twitter. Oh, my God, they're censoring also. I will make a change. I will open up. So all of you free speakers and free thinkers can move over here. Have you seen the Piper and the... And that whole thing. And suddenly we move over there. We start expressing ourselves. We speak freely. We feel, oh, my God, finally, I find a platform where I can express, express everything. And I don't know. But if, you, if there is a parallel, I'm, I'm just pointing a possibility out. If, if what I 
see if that is reality, then six months down the road, a year down the road, I mean, all of that that is being expressed nowadays is being, uh, you know, like uh, with algorithms, with AI, it's being, you know, the taken down, registered, filed to be used possibly against you. Absolutely. Yes. That's um, another question I was going to ask you. How has social media become a platform for surveillance and data collection and why it, it should not be trusted, in my opinion? I, I want to get rid of my social media as well. It's just, it's not been good in my opinion. No, but it has not become, it was from day one. It was from day one, a platform for surveillance, for control, for spying, for, and then it was offered who, 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 when you look at the people behind these platforms, are these super generous individuals that care so much about people? Have they got like a Buddha mindset and they say, we're going to give you all of this for free who we're so generous, we don't think of our own desires and greed, we will do it for you. Do you know that the, what does these server holds cost like YouTube? What does it cost the bandwidth? I mean, we're talking absolute astron astronomical uh, numbers and we think, no, it's free. Yeah, but it comes at a price. There's a price tag and that price tag is your freedom. It's excellent. I love YouTube. I love Facebook. I love all of these films. It's amazing what you can do with them. But what? why were they created? Who created them? And what are they actually doing? You know, it's the perfect, the most perfect spy programs ever created where we supply all the information. We supply the networks. These are my friends. This is what, this is what I do. This is what I look like. This is my fingerprint. This is my political thing. I will even add like a, a Ukrainian flags or whatever, you know, when, when these psyops uh, get activated, I will support. So we, yes. so there's this mapping going on also pro-vax, anti-vax. Okay. All of these things. We're very are being pro registered. here, by the way, um, Oli. I hate to uh, interrupt you. We're very pro all those things that you mentioned here on this program. I don't know who we are, but me the, and the me and the listeners, we are all very pro. You know, Israel, pro Ukraine. You know, we love those countries here on the show. I have a Ukrainian flag right now behind me, um, Oli. Somehow I don't believe you, but that's another story. Uh, well, of course you shouldn't believe me, but um, <laughs> just in case the algorithm, you know, it's, is listening. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, oh, the yes. algorithm can just fuck off if you ask me. <laughs> I uh, love that. What was that? It was fuck off. There that's you go. Bless, bless it and fuck off. That's uh, get a life. Uh, and also, if you want to depopulate whoever it is, please kill yourself. Uh, be live by example, and maybe we will follow you. But when you play God, I mean, and and you depopulate through killing the rest of us, it's not okay with me. So live by example, dear Mister Killgates, and uh, and uh, yeah. If you want one less, I'll be happy to open the window. I can even help you with a little push. Oh my. If that is what you want. If that is what you want. If depopulation is the way to go. But normally, or has never ever happened that these people in so-called power are doing it themselves. It's always we, the people that are the victims of these uh, actions. They never live like they learn. And I think that an, a real leader should lead the way, should be frontline doing it, putting themselves at risk, whatever the situation is. And then it's up to us if we want to follow. That's how the native Indians, uh, many of the tribes were like, if you were a war chief, 
the the way you became a war chief was because one way one thing was that the elders were looking at the children when they grew up seeing this uh, this boy there or girl has these uh, character uh, whatever you call them are strong in this situation are we, yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and then you see okay here's somebody who's really this is a very pure individual with a strong back strong backbone and strong moral beliefs and so on this is somebody that could be trusted anyway they grow up but in many tribes it was like a cry a situation a difficult situation appear a war situation appears like the war chief says let's go right if people follows <clears throat> and go right he's the war chief if he says let's go right and nobody follows him that was the end of his career as a war chief because he didn't have that thing anymore he wasn't a leader he wasn't a leader. Then we see like absolute brain dead individuals like dear Mr. Joe here. Oh, yeah. Uh, who can't even find his way to the bathroom without uh, being pointed. It's really messed and, up what they're and, doing to that, and we're that guy. Like, this is the leader of the so-called strongest nation of the world. Are you kidding me? I, I wouldn't even trust him as a cab driver, you know. I wouldn't trust so, him with my own children if I had children. Oh, God, no. But this is, you know. The inverted reality. Once That's true. Again, the inverted reality. I blame social media and and uh, television wholly for most of the problems here in America. All I down blame, the pipeline. I blame I blame us watching it, letting it uh, affect us. That too. It's a we virus. Have a choice. We have it's a, a choice. It's a mind virus, um, Oli. Ooh, yeah, that is it. That is the virus you should be aware of. Is the mind virus? It's called Wetiko in the. Uh, in native, among the natives, uh, Watiko, the mind virus that will look for any crack in your, and if there's any crack in your sphere, personal sphere, it will enter in and start messing with you and start taking over, start controlling you. But that is also indirectly a blessing because once you start seeing, turn it around and see it as a blessing, it can only get in where you're not healed. So if you heal yourself, if you use that as a guideline, and see, whoa, 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 I just got triggered there, I just got triggered there, you start healing that, boom, then it won't be able to enter again. So it was indirectly helping you find your weaknesses. Yeah, you got to get away from anything like that or any individual like that that can do that to your mind. You got to get rid of those people immediately. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, Oli, when we first began this interview, essentially, I wanted you to share any experiences of you either being attacked uh, physically for some of your, your work. And I know it's happened. I know it's not really a thing that we want to talk about here, but I just wanted to sort of shine the light on some of these experiences that you've had in terms of trying to wake people up, per se. Have you got like 12 hours? Well, we got a couple hours here, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been... I've been, uh, I've had multiple death threats. I've had, uh, I was shot once. I was uh, almost hit by cars twice. One of them, one of them was actually together with uh, Dr. Dolores Cahill. The, oh my. We, we were in the same car when they tried to push us off the road right in front of the Royal Castle in Stockholm twice, really violently. I've been, um, I've had people murdered around me. I've had uh, people in my house uh, going through everything, making it very clear uh, to me that they had been there. 
<clears throat> I had uh, to move twice. We changed countries twice. We moved from Sweden to Spain in the year 2020 uh, because of what I'm doing mostly. And then in 2020, we left Spain mostly because of what I'm doing and also with lockdown, the whole shebang. And we escaped to Bali. So twice we had to start all Yeah, you had to leave. Can, can you tell me yeah. about the uh, time you were shot, though, Oli? That was in, uh, it was in uh, 20, 20, 2004, five, four. I was. Uh, You're almost like a rapper, Oli. Oh, listen, I, I don't want to talk about these things. It's, uh, it's. That's pretty it's, crazy. I know. I apologize for bringing it up. No, but it's just like, I don't want, because when I start talking about these things, people that might have been inspired to start standing in their own truth might get so like, oh, they oh, might get shit, deterred. Is what comes with it? In that case, I'll back down again. Right, right. So I, I really don't want to enforce that. What I'm saying is when you get on what is called your hero's journey, very often it starts with some kind of traumatic event, boom, a disease, a death or whatever. And it, or you just on a spiritual journey, but very often what is called the, the hero's journey starts with something traumatic that boom, takes you off on like almost like a computer game level where you are met, where you have to meet all kinds of challenges. And oh yeah. Dragons. The fable tale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. The way of the but warrior. Also, the way of a warrior. Exactly. Uh, doesn't mean uh, female or male. It's a matter of human being. Yeah. And on this journey, you also are searching for your princess and you're being, uh, or prince, whoever you are. So you're being tested in many different ways, which is the hero's journey. It's take away the challenges. It's not the hero's journey. We need these challenges, even though they're not nice many times. So, and then after a while, we come back about a year later to more or less the exact same situation that started us off. But this time, we have the experience of that whole circle. And now we have an option to choose again. Do you want that or do you not? And if you don't want, then you can continue on the journey that then leads to the next level and the next level and the next level. But this is for our, for the benefit of us that we are being put. And also, I believe the choice of us on a spiritual level, they say we sign these uh, agreements before we come down here. I don't know. I can't remember doing it. But uh, if, you, if you see yourself as a victim, whatever the circumstances are, you're losing it. You're, you're losing power. You are, if you're in the blame game, please notice you're pointing one finger at the other. Three fingers are pointing at you. So what are you actually blaming? Many of the character things that you really hate about other people have a look at yourself, the thing that you react against that maybe other people don't do. Why are you so sensitive to it? Most of the time, because it is something you don't like about yourself. So <clears throat> when you look at these, uh, whatever, Fauci, Gates, uh, uh, Soros, uh, mass murderers, Henry Kissinger, whatever it is, whatever triggers you, look at it and see what is it? What is it? Can I help use that? to heal myself? Can I find out what is going on here instead of me being full of hatred and anger towards that? I'm not saying that their actions are good in any way. They can just fuck off. And that, if you ask me, I'm doing, I'm putting myself on the line to transcend 
their actions of evil. That is for sure. So that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying while doing it, see if you can somehow use it and empower yourself from it. See what is actually going on here. What are the my triggers? Where do they come from? And many, many times, if not all, all of them are built on some kind of insecurity. So heal that, take away the trigger. Then you can act more balanced in situations that are really, really tricky, including relationships, and lift yourself out of it. So we're being in a situation where it looks really horrible if you believe the information that is being pumped through screens. Who are manufacturing these screens? Where does this information come from? Does the same information come to you, Michael, as does come to me? Or is it possible that it's very specifically directed to every each and single one of us now with AI and all that? We don't know. So what is true and what is not? You have to ask yourself that before you react, because this is many times what they want us is to just, they pump us some kind of crap to get a reaction from us so that they can come to and, and serve a solution to the problem that they actually created. Many of these organizations are there to solve problems that they created, like NATO was created to solve problems created by NATO. I kid you not. The WHO is there to solve problems created by the WHO. Take away them, there's no problem. And uh, it's like that in so many different areas. So take the power back. They want, in all of these things, they want to centralize the power. Whatever it is, they want it into a small little group or like a dictator type of group that controls everything now digitally. So if that is what they want, well, maybe they're showing us the perfect solution is to decentralize, get the power back, start spreading the, your power in your family, in your local community, start, re, you know, like building small communities that are taking care of each other. Social distancing, they want, I say, group hugging. hugging. They say, fear your neighbor. I say, do drive-by huggings, you know. Drive-by huggings, I like that. Or random acts of, of uh, kindness. They they keep uh, pumping us with random uh, drive-by shootings. Many of them staged. Many, many of them. I tell you, when you really start looking into them, so many violent acts that we're being told through media, this mass shooting happened over there and that did, did happen. When you really, and I've done that together with other people, really, really focused in on them. I mean, so many of these have never even happened. It's only in media. <laughs> and uh, Ole is uh, taking a drink of coffee right now. I can clearly see him, folks. And um, actually, are you drinking coffee? Is it something else? I, no. Well, it's uh, Captain Morgan. Oh, and, okay. Uh, no, <laughs> it's breakfast time here, and it is a cappuccino. Very nice. Very nice. And earlier, I mentioned the Ukraine, and of course, we are seeing a back-and-forth war between Ukraine and uh, our friends over in Russia. And uh, now... You, go ahead. Watch, watch the movie Wag the Dog. I've seen it. Wag the Dog. It's a good movie. It's a manual of how these things are being pulled off. When you see how the whole alleged conflict uh, that was started there, whoa, whoa, whoa. It ticked all the boxes. Now I'm very, very 
skeptical even to look at what they claim is going on there because uh, I don't trust it at all. I don't trust it either, but we do have uh, a, a very interesting uh, individual, the former Russian president and current deputy chairman of Russia Security Council. He was uh, saying a uh, World War Three is approaching, but they've been saying that for a, a long time now. And this yep. was from, uh, I believe, the former president, Dmitry uh, Medvedev, <clears throat> I believe is his last name. But yes, he's been beating that drum for a while now. You know, I heard uh, an MI6 agent uh, many years ago. <clears throat> he was talking about when he was educated, uh, got, being trained in, in London and in Wiltshire. <clears throat> and he said as a young agent, he was being trained in all different types of things. And one of the other students there was Putin. Hello, what did you just say? Vladimir Putin was one of the other agents. He was an MI6 agent, Putin. They say he was KGB before he was president. To understand these things, if that is true, that is interesting. When you, I've been, I mean, I'm in contact with quite a few former black ops and CIA operatives and so on, <clears throat> like Chip Tatum, uh, Cody Snodgrass. And, uh, and they're saying this. What they're saying is that on a street level, these uh, intelligence agencies, intelligence, really, they should be like brain dead intelligence, uh, no brain dead agencies, I would call them, or conflict based agencies. But anyway, um, on a street level, you have the CIA separated from the Mossad, separated from the South African boss, separated from MI6 on a street level. But then the higher up in the power pyramid you come, the more connected they get. And at the top, it's more or less the same. It's just being used as a tool and often also uh, as part of creating an, an illusion of conflict that they're opposite forces. So many, many times uh, the Mossad and CIA are working completely hand in hand. Oh, they. Or, sorry? I said, oh, they. Oh, they. No, I said, oh, they. It's an expression. Okay. I didn't understand that. But so there's an once again an illusion of something. And here we have <clears throat> Putin, KGB, and MI6, and maybe who knows. So that's Putin for you. But also, if what Klaus Engel Schwab is saying is true, the head of the <laughs> World Economic Forum. Oh my. Uh, he he created in the early 90s something called the Young Global Leaders, where it was hand-picked individuals that was indoctrinated for about five years, being prepared as future global leaders. And he has recruited a lot of them. He claims <clears throat> that in 19, I believe 1992, Putin was one of the young global leaders that got, uh, <clears throat> sort of took the exam and went out into the world. Okay, now Zelensky, he took the exam uh, and uh, uh, in the year 2000. That's a creepy man, by the way, that Zelensky character. It's a what? I said he's a creepy little man. I mean, when you look at his background, it's an absolute uh, Monty Python type of the situation. This guy used to be a stand-up. He was been part of transgender, I don't know what, sadomasochistic All those comedians, All those comedians, yeah. Oli, are, are disgusting, by the way. They, they're the most disgusting human beings on earth. Anyone who's a comedian... I mean, you should get your head examined. I mean, those people that are 
comedians are just vile creatures. I could go on for hours about this, but continually, I'm sorry. I love George Carlin, but otherwise than that. <clears throat> uh, so you have Zelensky, who was uh, a stand-up, and then he became uh, a very popular figure in a TV show called, uh, uh, what was it, da -da 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 of the people, like the name is, in this show, anyway, he Servant of the People was the name of the show in the Ukraine, where he was this, uh, pro, uh, I think, university professor who, who stumbled into politics and stumbled into completely naively uh, getting himself, uh, without knowing it, standing up against organized crime and corruption and all of these things. And he actually, in the show, Servant of the People, got elected as prime minister of the Ukraine in the show, which was running for like five years, super popular. <clears throat> and then the production company from Servant of the People started a political party called Servant of the People, funded by some oil <clears throat> money, who started running a campaign with Zelensky mm. that was playing Servant of the People, but now he was actually playing Servant of the People in so-called real life. <coughs> and then got elected, like in Servant of the People, but now he got elected in the party Servant of the People for the nation of the Ukraine without having spent one day as a politician. Is there anyone else hearing something a bit weird, to say the least? So here we have the leader of one of the parts in this alleged conflict, that is possibly, no, Zelensky for sure is a young global leader, but possibly standing up against another opponent power where the leader is one of the young global leaders. With Putin, I, I have no idea. I, or maybe he's a renegade that he sort of left the script or I don't know. I don't listen to him either. It's hard to trust any of these people, to be honest, uh, Oli. Yep. And also now with uh, with all of the video effects and the yeah I you mean, never you know can swap faces you can in live uh, live streaming you can you can get you can manipulate feed. anything now yeah you can make feeds so that it looks like uh, like Joe Biden saying something but it's actually you behind the scenes I mean God knows what we're looking at if we is it even is it Putin saying these things is or is it CNN that is pushing this uh, you don't know who knows yeah you don't really know and that's one thing that i was saying in the beginning of this program Oli. i was basically saying how you know these basically are our last moments together these could be the final end of days in terms of the technology era being here and humans will be a thing of the past the possibility is is big i mean <clears throat> I, I mean, when they suddenly let this whole uh, AI loose, I mean, it came, it flooded us within a few months with all of these, and it's just like accelerating. And so when, you, when you're using chat GTP, for instance, GPT, who are you communicating with? I mean, really, <clears throat> I spoke to a guy who's, who's quite skilled in these uh, areas of technology, and he had been... Uh, talking to one of the programmers that were part of creating one of these AIs. And the way the, these AIs are created is not massive databases. It is more or less, if I understand it right, that they've, they've created like almost like a brain, but where the brain cells are separate computers 
<clears throat> and so they can search incredible amounts of information in incredible fast time. <clears throat> but anyway, so so he asked this programmer that who's what they did was they connected all of these things. They they got it holding, and then there was more or less an on button where the and he said when they pressed that one from then on they don't know what is actually going on and and there's they are talking about it as an entity that uh, it's an entity that you are communicating with it's like aladdin is uh, aladdin is out of the bottle who who is it when you write i mean i write if i use chat uh, gpt i write please list me this and this and this you know because like who is it what am i who am i talking to and it's really interesting also because it's completely censored anything you know that is on of alternative right. use when it comes to many of these or uh, alternative use i would completely say the absolute truth about many of these things are completely denied by by ai um, to many many different uh, levels you know just complete censored so it's very clear that it's the same forces behind AI as in the forces that are trying to stop this information from getting out there. Yeah, I don't trust any of it. Nope. I don't trust any of it. It's super handy. Like all of these things, they're incredibly handy and incredibly easy and efficient. And oh my God, I need all of them. Well, that's what we all thought of. That's what we thought <laughs> about initially with the internet when it was first rolled out. We thought, oh, this is great. This is nice. But then there are people that take advantage of it, and then that's when the whole um, pornography thing sort of kicks off. The child pornography thing sort of, sort of kicks off. The weird German porn snuff films leak out everywhere. The internet is great, but also um, a terrible tool, just like ChatGPT can be. It's it's very resourceful, but can also be used for evil. Yep. And we are in that battle of good versus evil still. It, but is there anything new under the sun? Isn't that what? No, we've been not in at all. No. At all times, it's just that it's, it's been this been way forever. Upgraded. Yeah. It's been forever, I think. It's but that is also when, ultimately, when people ask me who are they, I would say, ultimately, we're up against evil, and the choice is for us to decide who do we want to support, good or evil. Who do we want to run our life, good or evil? What kind of future do you want, good or evil? Is that's the option? And the the another word for these are love and fear. Love is the thing that exists. Fear is the rest. So the choice is ours. But it's just like in computers, everything is based on ones and zeros. Here we have yes or no to love. I can hear that's something. That's my in the, take on it. I, I heard something in the background. I got distracted there. Um, from Yoli. I heard like a truck back there. I was going to say, are, are you safe there? I don't know. No one's backing up are into you, you. Yeah, but are you safe there? I mean, what is safety? Yeah, I might die tomorrow. I might die in two minutes. I might die when I'm 104. Who knows? We don't know when the expiry date is there, so we might as well enjoy it. <laughs> right. And uh, you, there is no safety. I agree. Yeah, there is no safety. You can definitely just um, be killed tomorrow. Or um, in the next hour, you leave your house, which is, is, which is exactly what happened to a uh, friend of mine whose father was struck by a drunk driver randomly, and it was just outside of his home. And there you go. Yeah, you're here one I day, mean, gone the next. 
Yeah, and maybe this guy had done all the type of security things possible, you know, installed cameras and alarms and uh, insurance company for all of these type of things. And then he's hit by a drunk driver. You, there's, there is no safety. When, I agree. When it's, time, when it's time to go, it's time to go. So you might as well do the best. And the way I feel is, okay, they claim that I'm going to die one day. Okay, until the day I die, I'm, not, I'm just not going to listen to them. But I can use my so-called death or expired date as something that could be inspirational because apparently there's a, a limited number of days on this meat suit that one day it will just stop working. So <clears throat> if that's the thing, if one day it will be game over, then why not make this a beautiful ride? What do I respect and, and really enjoying other people? One of the things I really, really admire is courage and people standing in their truth and and really doing the good and right thing the way I see it. So why not do it myself? And so if I die, at least I die with my flag high or whatever you want to say that, but like, yay, my God, what a ride. And I'm proud of my part of it. Or I can go out and, and be 93, have done absolutely nothing but hiding in my life. I died at 93 in a bed with diapers. I made it to 93. But what is there to be proud of? What is there to be like? So I say, full on. Let's just give it what you have and make a good run of it. And, and uh, well, leave the rest to God or whatever you want to call it. And then, and also enjoy the ride. Whatever it brings, even though it might look really horrible when it happens, like we said about before, also the hero's journey, it always starts with something really bad. So maybe that really bad thing that just happened to you is the starting point of something absolutely incredible if you can deal with it in the right way. So good luck, bad luck, who knows? Who knows? So the end of times, yeah, but is that the beginning of incredible new times? I like that. I like that you're optimistic uh, during these strange times we're all going through. Ollie. Completely, completely, completely. It's a mad world, Oli, as you know. It's a wonderful world. Have you listened to Louis Armstrong? Oh, of course, lyrics? yeah. I agree. That, Sometimes it can that, be. That is the way to go. Yeah, whatever they try to distract you. If you look at... <clears throat> evil or, or dark forces they are so envious like lucifer of the light you know of the they're really it's like a bully in a schoolyard that just you see somebody a really light person and these bullies they just want to destroy them because they're envious it's the same here they, they're just envious just shine your light whatever that is and go for it go for it don't be intimidated the only way they can intimidate you is through fear so the more you learn to control fear, let it go, just like a fart in the sunset, it's not even real, even though it might feel real. It's an illusion. Let it go, let it go, and on your way, and become the best you, whatever that is, whatever that is, go for it, go for it. The time is now. The time is now. I like that. The time is now. And as we wrap things up, Oli, I did want to ask you quickly about... Um, your musical background are you still are you still playing anything um holy these days not as much as i would like to but uh, i don't know if you've seen um, the video wake up uh, i i have uh, yes 
because uh, I love these type of uh, when you work together with musicians in different countries. That was a zero dollar project. We did it with absolute zero budget. And it's a song that has reached uh, millions of uh, listeners and viewers around the world and been used in different peace, uh, uh, peace, uh, not demonstrations, but peace gatherings around. <clears throat> it actually went to number uh, number one, two months in a row in Germany. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, so it's pretty good. To answer your question, no, I, I, would, I really want to get back into it. And also we are, my sweetheart and I are in the process of manifesting a dream we've had for more than 20 years, which is to create something we call Selalu, which means always in Bahasa Indonesian. It is a, it's not a community, it's not a hotel, it's not a retreat center. It is a haven for light-minded people, light-minded people with small egos, massive big hearts from around the world. We've been, for 20 years, we've been dreaming about creating a place where free thinkers and change makers can come, live together. Very, they have their own space, they have their own privacy. Like I said, not a community, not something where you have to vote about who has not brought out the trash or whatever. You know, but where everybody takes full responsibility and where it's the rules of the heart. And we've been looking for many, many years for where can we do this? Where can we? And here on Bali, <clears throat> we have found the place to do it. So we, we yesterday we just made this. Uh, we sent out to some three, four hundred of the people, handpicked people that we think could really be interested. But this is also going out to anyone who really wants to to be part of something like that. We want to create like a paradise on earth and show that it's possible to live like that. But also where the people are, there will be a core of uh, incredible change makers from around the world that because I know the power of if you bring together a group like that from many different areas of life, but make a fire, you sit around a fire and oh my God, it's like fireworks of incredible creation and and beauty that comes from these things and also with big networks so we want to bring that together in absolute stunning surroundings here on bali i mean this is a beautiful beautiful place the island of the gods and we're right in now in the process of uh, talking to architects talking to landowners landowners uh, we've we've done a lot of the uh, the hard work um you know, leveling the way we also gone through absolute nightmare with uh, renovating a, an old house we're taking here. But this has led us uh, and taught us so many things about how this should be done and also got us into a network of really, really trustworthy contractors and builders. And uh, so, so now we've through these difficulties is once again, something horrible happens, turn it into something good. And so through that, we've learned a lot. And now we have like, a, a, I think, a very, very good team that can make stunning, stunning, stunning place. We call it Selalu, a haven for like-minded friends. And uh, well, my intention is that this will be a reality within a year. So we're inviting people that are sincerely interested in something like this to please contact Kim 
kim at lightonconspiracies.com, lightonconspiracies.com. This is not timeshare. This is not a hotel. This is, once again, it's not a community. It's not nothing like that. It's just people living close by each other in, in their own house, their own freehold that is completely separated and yet still <clears throat> uh, joined together with short distances. And where we also have a, like a community hall, I don't know what to call it, but where there can be conferences, speakers, um, all of that. There will also be like some kind of uh, art barn where we'll have art studios, ceramics, uh, but also music studios. It's going to call either Lakukam Studio. And uh, <clears throat> where we uh, the intention is to equip it in a way so that we can attract uh, artists on a very high level that can come be come here also to be part of this uh, creating pulsating uh, I, I want to call it like a it, like a chakra that I my intention is that the beauty that would come out from this tiny little piece of land uh, if you look on it globally but it, we're looking at like four hectares but like if that the the waves coming from this chakra will affect the, the whole world that is my intention in an absolutely stunning firework sparkling way so absolutely i i it sounds like a great place but the only thing that comes to mind is how will you vet these people though Oli? these people that are just sort of show up we take it one step at a time we're very very careful uh, because it if if we just I've seen so many so-called communities start and die. I've seen so many different projects start and die because, you know, what is going on? It's the wrong mindset. It's the wrong people. It's the very often you got uh, alpha individuals that take over or people that are into conflicts or they start arguing with each other. It has to be very handpicked people. Yeah, well, uh, yeah exactly. So, so who would you like to invite for dinner? It's sort of the same type of thing. Who do you want? Uh, if you can pick, who would you like uh, as your close neighbor? And here, I am so fortunate with, after all of these years, I have an incredible network all over the world of, in some of them, absolutely mind-blowing, the beautiful people. So bring these people together to live part-time, um, part-time, full-time, retire, whatever, but in this area, we're talking about with somewhere between 20 and 40 villas or bungalows uh, made in Balinese bamboo style, absolutely stunning. Um, and for where the cost is not, it's it's so much cheaper here than other places. Yeah, you're and in Indonesia, for, by the way, for those who don't know. Yeah, and yeah, things are relatively uh, less expensive there than, let's say, the United States. They, it is, it is for sure. And also our intention is to involve the, the local uh, people, the local population, so that we will bring work to them and also integrate them into the whole uh, project. Also with uh, an Ayurvedic clinic is the, the dream where people can get treatments, also where people, local people and others can get rid of whatever was injected into them. I mean, um, yeah. Selalu. Very nice. Always. And uh, that's our intention. Absolutely. Very nice. And yes, if you want more information on Oli Demogard, please go to lightonconspiracy.com.
Yeah, lightonconspiracies.com. There you go. Very nice. Once again, Oli, I do want to thank you very, very much for sharing your time with us, essentially. I know it's early out there and it's almost 6 p.m. where I am. So, Oli, you know, I do want to wish you the very best and I hope, I hope you will. You're out there in Bali. It's, it's a gorgeous place. I wish I could be out there. I think a lot of people in America wish they could be there right now. Make it a reality. We did it against all odds. No money, no nothing. We're here. If you put your mind to it, if you really set your mind to it, anything is possible, more or less. I tell you so. Yeah, let's make it happen. Very nice. Well, Oli, I will leave you now with, I wasn't going to say a final word, but I think we already did. I will say good night to you, my friend, and I will talk to you on the other side. Sounds good. I say good morning to you and feel free to play uh, Wake Up if you want to, because uh, maybe it can help some other people out there. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Good night, my friend. Good morning. And there he goes, boys and girls. That was my guest, Oli Damagard. Did you uh, enjoy that one? I hope you did. Matter of fact, I was going to have uh, Mike Hideous join me here for this interview. But then I remembered Mike doesn't really want to do a show with uh, other people, really. He'd rather do a show here, just me and him, and maybe a caller or two, which is fun. And that's just a reminder, we will be doing a live show Friday. Yes, write that down. Friday, we will return. And, you know, one thing I was being asked about constantly here, people kept asking me this. They were sending emails, and that's one thing I want to get around to uh, saying here. The emails, they got to stop. I get emails all the time, and they get so damn annoying, really. I appreciate you guys uh, being excited and uh, sending me things, sending me news articles and all that sort of jazz. Videos, news clips, I, I'm with it, I, don't get me wrong, but every day I'm getting, every other hour I'm getting just emails and they get annoying. But one of them was about this incident that happened on an airplane. Yes, I'm sure you all know by now, yes, everybody wants to sort of find this woman everyone is so involved with now online, everyone on Twitter, looking for this uh, lady here. Oh yes, viral footage captured aboard an American Airlines flight from uh, Texas to Florida. No sane people in Texas or Florida. In my opinion, everyone's a little crazy in Florida and in Texas of all places. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves this woman for some odd reason. You guys are all into her. But yes, this viral video here it was a woman causing a disruption and making remarks that led to a flight delay. The woman can be heard saying or screaming, that motherfucker back there is not real. I believe comedian Carrot Top was also on that flight, and that's Carrot Top, another vile, disgusting comedian out there. He was also on that flight. Pretty gross. Pretty gross, but yes, everyone is a uh, big fan of this woman here. Asuka says she is based. She is based. That's what Asuka Langley in the chat room is saying. Very interesting. But yes, lots of people very much into this woman trying to find her and uh, interview her. I don't think it's going to happen. She was talking about Karatomp. He's a Jewish reptilian. I didn't even know, uh, I didn't know he was uh, Jewish. Since when? 
Since uh, when has he uh, been Jewish? That is uh, pretty terrible. Carrot top. Biden or Trump was not real. I don't think either, either one of them is real at this point. <laughs> Dr. Strangelove. That's one of the listeners out there in the chat room. Dr. Strange Love. I have no idea who um, Dr. Strange Love is, by the way, but I always uh, giggle here when I see his um, his messages here on on YouTube. For those of you that are listening to the podcast rendition of this program, you guys are missing out on the live aspect of this program. Pretty amusing at times. No, I don't think uh, Trump converted to Judaism, Dr. Uh, Strange Love. But you never know. If he was smart, he probably would become one of the chosen people. Yes. It's a smart career move, I heard. This is why I say I gave all my money to Israel and to the Ukraine. You really got to. I mean, it's a smart move, people. It's a smart move. I mean, I would say that here all the time. Yes, Mike is on assignment on that plane with that woman, uh, Keith. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, boys and girls, I really do hope you enjoyed tonight's program. It's been fun. There's so much to talk about here, but I must get going here. Time is not on my side. I wish I could sit here and bullshit with you guys, but I have to get going, folks. I do apologize. And I do want to thank all of you out there for hanging out with me here this Wednesday, the Wednesday edition of the Michael Deacon program. We just had a nice, fun chat with Oli Damagard. I do want to invite all of you out there to listen back. Yes, listen back to the podcast rendition of this program on iTunes. I was going to say Stitcher, but we are no longer on Stitcher. Go to Spotify or Podbean. And also leave us a review on iTunes. We would like that. We like reviews on iTunes. We like to laugh. So go ahead and give us a fun review if you haven't. Also... If you want bonus material of this program, please go to patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. And I'm telling you, it is worth it. Get all kinds of bonus content there. And yes, rip Art Bell. Yes, Art Bell actually liked this program. Believe it or not, he was a fan. We only talked a few times, though. We didn't really have this complicated relationship where we went back and forth. You know, it was nothing like that. Just a few simple things here and there. He was really uh, nagging, though, on Facebook, always complaining. But, I mean, what can you do at that age? You know, you're old, you're dying already, you're sick. That's what's going to happen to all of us uh, eventually here. We're all going to get old and sick, and we're going to die. I've been seeing my parents, by the way, watching them get older and them not being able to do certain things. Never really had to experience that, by the way. That's why I'm kind of bringing this up right now. It's always a little different, though, when you see your parents getting older. You say, holy shit, I've aged too. We've all got a little older. And we all will get older. Together. And uh, can I be on the program? That's what um, someone here. J um, Vega 419 Well, you can definitely call in whenever you'd like. I would take phone calls right now, but I gotta get going. I wish I could. And Keith says, they took advantage of poor uh, poor old Art. I believe you're right. I think they did take advantage of Art Bell. There's a school teacher who took advantage of Art Bell's son, by the way. An HIV positive school teacher molested Art Bell's son, by the way. 
He talked about it, not me. I would never share that with any of you, by the way. If I had a child, I wouldn't talk about my kid having HIV and getting molested by a school teacher. It's pretty heavy shit there. Oh, yeah. Moon Eye says, I want to go back to 1982. Do you really want to go back to 1982, though? Be honest. Mm, I don't know. Sometimes I would agree with you, but right now, no. Let's not go there. No, let's not go there at all. Let's live for today, boys and girls. Let's live for the moment. That's what I say. Anywho, boys and girls, please sign up to the newsletter over at michaeldeacon.com. Yes, you want that newsletter, boys and girls. That's where you can stay updated on everything in regards to the program. You want to stay up to date. You want to be updated. Go to michaeldeacon.com and sign up for that newsletter today, boys and girls. Never miss a goddamn show. It's been fun, boys and girls. We will do it again on the other side. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place. And life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night.